Welcome to the Homeschool Sanity Show, your weekly prescription for happier, healthier homeschool living. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mom of six. Hey, homeschoolers. As soon as the Christmas lights come down, I come down with the blahs. January and February aren't my favorite months, but this year, I'm determined to keep homeschooling right through the winter blahs. If you'd like to join me, listen to this episode for some great ideas from other homeschoolers who've survived winter. But first, I think you'll find that getting organized this winter will be a big help in dealing with the winter blahs. You can find my book, The Organized Homeschool Life, in the show notes for this episode which is at homeschoolsanity.com forward slash winter or on Amazon. Cleaning out clutter and feeling in control by spending just 15 minutes a day on tasks other than putting out fires always makes me feel better. I will be checking in with my fellow organized homeschoolers on Periscope or Facebook. I hope you'll join us for accountability. The teaching tip of the week is Shining Dawn Books' Nature by the Season, Winter. This preschool kindergarten curriculum will help you and your younger learner appreciate winter and have fun learning. With 40 nature walk ideas and colorful worksheets, you'll find yourself warming up to learning this winter. This week's Organized Homeschool Challenge of the Week is the Memory Keeping Challenge. Everyone has the challenge of keeping photos, video, and other memorabilia organized. But for homeschoolers, it's an even more important undertaking. These memories may be used as part of our homeschool record keeping. We may not have yearly photos or a yearbook to rely on. We may have many children or many activities to document. When you add in memories that predate our homeschooling to the to-do list, it can be easy to feel overwhelmed. But the goal of having memories in a form that can be enjoyed now and in the future is a worthy one. So where do we begin? First, discuss and choose a method for organizing memories. Today we have many options for keeping photos, videos, and even memorabilia organized and accessible. That's the good news. The bad news is it can be harder than ever to decide the best way to keep your memories. Talk with your family about the method they prefer. For example, keeping memories in acid-free organizers. Many experts recommend having prints made of your best photographs rather than relying on digital media that may fail. Even if you prefer not to get prints, you likely have a number of older photos that haven't been safely organized. If that's the case, I recommend a Cropper Hopper photo case, which can hold up to 2,000 photos. I have a number of these and use them to organize my photos by topic. This method has allowed me to find old photos quickly. Photos, videos, and memorabilia can be kept in acid-free and inexpensive boxes. Larger art pieces and newspapers can be kept in oversized boxes. I keep school papers and certificates in a hanging file folder for each child by school year. This will enable me to display the memories at a later time. Speaking of displaying memories, displaying memories can be creating a detailed scrapbook, 
slipping photos into an album, or doing Project Life, my current favorite, which is somewhere in between. Displaying memories can also be framing artwork, changing photos on a display, or having memorabilia professionally framed. Check out my Pinterest board with creative ideas for displaying photos. Digital storage. You may decide that keeping your photos in a digital format is the best choice for you. I recommend iFi cards for automatic photo uploading. I also love that my iPhone automatically backs up my photos to Google+. You may also prefer to have your photos backed up to Dropbox. Would you like to have all your photos and videos in digital format? You can convert them at home with a scanner or a video capture device. Or you can pay for conversion through a service like PhotoBridge. You can also shoot photos and video of bulky memorabilia that you don't want to hold on to. We display our digital photos on our kitchen's IMAX screensaver, but digital photo frames are another option. Videos can be displayed by editing them into short, enjoyable movies of the best clips or photos by you or a professional. Step number two, purchase materials and move memories to a safe place. You'll want to purchase any materials or services necessary to help you preserve your memories, but don't wait to move your memories to a safe place. At one time, I had photos in the basement. The basement is the most likely place to experience water damage, so I moved them to the main floor. Memorabilia should also be kept away from sunlight. Choose acid-free containers rather than shoeboxes. As soon as possible, plan to safely remove photos from magnetic albums that aren't acid-free. Digital memories must also be kept safe. I keep my photos and videos on multiple external hard drives, as well as on a computer and in online storage. If you don't have a system for backing up these memories, set one up today. Step number three, begin documenting last year with help. If you don't know where to start, begin by documenting the past year. Collect photos and videos into folders by months. One of my favorite quick ways to document a year is by creating a calendar. Shutterfly offers a number of options for doing this. If you choose a 12 by 12 calendar, you can store the pages in a scrapbook when the year is over. This is a perfect project for kids too. Even if all you do is organize the past year's digital photos and videos by putting them into folders, you'll be a lot more organized. Start organizing memorabilia from this school year, too. Be sure to follow the Organized Homeschool Board on Pinterest for other ideas. Step number four, choose a top priority project and how to complete it. Besides organizing memories from the previous year, choose another project that you're motivated to complete. I have a son who is graduating from high school this May, so completing his school year scrapbook is a top priority. You may have an event that you'd like to make special by having memories on display. Decide together what to tackle first, and then determine how everyone can help. Young children can slide photos in, into a book. Older kids can learn to edit videos. If you'd like more help organizing your photos, Organized Photos is my favorite website. Now for this week's topic, 
how to homeschool through the winter blahs. I needed help with this to save my own sanity, so I turned to the bloggers of iHomeschool Network. The page where you can find all their ideas is in the show notes. I am definitely inspired, and I hope you will be too. I have organized the ideas into three main tips. The first tip is my own. Change your attitude about winter. I realized that my attitude was the biggest contributor to my winter blase. I don't know if you choose a word for the year, but I do, and mine is attitude. Instead of focusing on the blessings of winter, I've focused on the blase. Where we put our focus determines our thoughts, which determine our emotions, which determine our behavior. Here's an example. I initially focused on the negatives of January. You know, there's nothing to do. I whined to myself. Of course, that isn't true. I vacation in January, plan and participate in a women's retreat in January, and have a sleepover for my daughter's birthday in January. We also start new studies, start skiing season, and sometimes when we get one of those wonderfully warm days, we even play tennis as a family. I had dismissed all of those things with my bad attitude. If you want to survive the winter blahs, join me in changing your attitude. Focus on the unique and wonderful aspects of the season. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us to give thanks in all circumstances. That includes winter. As I've done this and prepared for this podcast, I found myself actually excited about this season. To help us with our attitudes, I've created a free Thankful for Winter printable for you and your kids that you can download at homeschoolsanity.com forward slash winter. Review it on the blah days. The iHomeschool Network bloggers recommend being kind to yourself during this season, not expecting too much. Remember, it's about progress, not perfection. You have good company if you haven't kept your New Year's resolution this early in January. They also recommend spending time with friends. It may be cold outside, but make socializing a priority. It will make a big difference in your attitude. I really missed seeing my homeschool friends over the holidays, so I am looking forward to that this month. It's amazing how helpful chatting and laughing together can be. Spend more time in the Word. Nothing can make a bigger difference in our attitudes than spending time with the Lord and meditating on truth. I love spending devotion time under a thick blanket by the fireplace. Perhaps a new devotional or Bible will inspire you. There are plenty of free options at BibleGateway.com. If you're struggling with your attitude to the point that you suspect you're depressed, make appointment to see your doctor or counselor. I did an interview with the Fletchers for a homeschooling in real life on depression that I will link to in the show notes. A surprising reason for a bad attitude is a change in routine. Keep doing the basic parts of your routine that work to maintain a positive attitude. For example, I have found that I will tell myself that sleeping in will be great. 
Then I do it and I'm a discouraged and negative Nelly. Kids are especially sensitive to changes in routine, so stick to it. If you have a positive attitude about winter, you can survive the winter blahs. Tip number two is to take care of yourself and your kids physically. Illness and low energy can definitely give you the blahs. My doctor has me take vitamin D after blood tests showed I was low. Ask your doctor about it. If you could be suffering from seasonal affective disorder, and many people in northern climates do, consider purchasing full-spectrum lights. But get what sun you can from getting outside. I don't do well with this because I'm cold-phobic. I would like to bundle up and do better with that this year. Even 15 minutes outside can be spirit-lifting. Get plenty of exercise. Take a walk outside, build a snowman, play with the kids, or do an indoor workout. I have a winter workout for kids and six workouts you can do at home on psychowithsix.com. Exercise is the number one way to improve mood and health. But don't neglect nutrition. Keep drinking water at this dry time of year. I have a water bottle that keeps my water ice cold. It encourages me to keep drinking. Eat fruit and vegetables. That's also something I want to do more of. We're so fortunate that we have access to fresh fruit and veggies all winter long. But it's also a great time for making comfort foods as well as baked goods like bread that take more time to make. I want to break out my bread machine cookbook and make some new recipes this winter. You won't mind heating up the kitchen if it's cold where you live in winter. I love my crock pot too. Be sure to check out my post of six more crazy easy crock pot recipes for fix it and forget it homemade meals this winter. If you take care of yourself and the kids physically, you can keep homeschooling through the winter blahs. My final tip is to do something new. While you want to maintain a basic routine, that doesn't mean you have to stick to the same old, same old. Do something new that takes advantage of the winter season. Read books about winter. I have a really fun study on Mr. Popper's penguins on psychowithsix.com that you could try. Do winter science. Make winter-related crafts. Play winter sports. The iHomeschool Network bloggers have lots of great ideas for you. I've also pinned some good ones on my winter inspiration board on Pinterest. But don't limit yourself to winter ideas. Anything you can do indoors is a great option this time of year. Start a new fun study. Gina Mayo's 20th Century Music Appreciation is a great one. Try a cooking unit, a robotics unit. The sky is the limit. The point is to do something new and interesting. Go all out. My family's best homeschool memories are of full costume medieval feasts and an Africa night we did at this time of year. Go on an indoor field trip. Many museums have specific programs for homeschoolers this time of year. Even small changes can make a difference. 
What if you switched up the schedule and studied one subject all morning and another all afternoon? What if you watched educational movies or played educational games all day? Celebrate a non-holiday. Have an indoor snowball fight with balled-up socks. I bought soft, fake snowballs for the kids for this purpose. Surprise the kids with a special outing or trip. One summer, I had a different surprise for the kids every day, and they loved it. Most of them cost me nothing. There's no reason I can't do that this winter, too. Today's action steps are, if we will change our attitude about winter, take care of ourselves and the kids physically, and do something new, we can definitely homeschool through the winter blahs. Make a plan right now, and let me know what you're going to do on the Homeschool Sanity Facebook page. Have a happy homeschool week. Thank you for joining me for the Homeschool Sanity Show. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.